Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Adi Tadi, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show on the OM Network, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Bradley Sowell. Podcast time. Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. It is the day after Easter. Bradley, did you have a good Easter weekend, man? I did, man. You know, when you got as many kids as I got, um, you know, the the it's what's funny is so what, what we do on holidays is we tell our kids, hey, you, know, you got to go in your room. The Easter Bunny's coming. Santa Claus is coming, whatever the hell you want to call it. Now, my, my older girls, they laugh at me now, but I'm dead ass serious. I let them know that the Easter Bunny and Santa is real. And I play that shit to the to the T. Well, we put them in the room with an iPad and we say, hey, do not come downstairs until you FaceTime mom and dad for your Easter stuff or, or whatever for, until the Easter Bunny comes because we don't want them to go out of the room. Well, 2 o'clock, buzz, buzz, buzz. It's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah, it's not time for the Easter Bunny yet. Okay, go back to bed. 3:15. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Dude, it is still not time for the Easter Bunny. 5:30. Finally, buzzing. Please come downstairs and get the shit. Please come downstairs and get the stuff. Like they're up all night, and, you know, for for two kids. Well, which my two older ones who don't believe they're they're the ones Facetime buzzing me the most. Uh-huh. The little the little boys wake up and then they eat it all and they get sick and it's just you know pretty t- typical Easter but yeah that's what we deal with. Yeah, I bet um, after eating all that candy, they were pretty uh, pretty strung out for the rest of the day. So it was just a fun time all around the house. Joff practice as well for the girls. So, so how about this <laughs> now? Now my wife she'll she'll laugh at this. So I switched practice to Friday this week. Okay, okay smart. I said hey, we're gonna we're not gonna practice on Easter, which is typical. We to practice on Sundays. She was like, well, that's Good Friday. I'm like, well, we got to get some softball practice in one of these days. So we chose Good Friday. We had a good little practice, and and that, that was that. 
you made it a great Friday then, so it's always good yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> no question. What'd you yeah. do for Easter? What did, what did y'all get the pig? What'd you get your pet pig? Nothing. Just a, I didn't even give him attention, so that was pretty standard for him. Um, the, the little guy had plenty of candy to eat and plenty of stuff to play with. Um, he didn't really know about the Easter Bunny, so it was pretty much, hey, man, you got some stuff in there. You may want to go check it out. He had no really idea about the Easter Bunny. We did an Easter egg hunt on Saturday. Um, got him all excited. He found more eggs before it started. Like as we were walking around, he, he would find one. I'm like, no, not yet. We hadn't started yet because I don't want him to just take all the eggs from the kids. And then once the once the hunt started, he would pick up the egg and he was damned and determined to open it up to find out what was in there while kids were just running past him. So he got like yeah. six eggs because he didn't give a shit once he picked up an egg. I got to find out what's in this thing and look at it and figure out if it's candy or not. And then he ended up with like six eggs. So it was yeah, so crazy. so I went to my kids' Easter egg hunt. I'm not going to put the school on blast, but it was the most participation trophy thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, listen, you <laughs> if you if you've never been to where I'm from, like the you may or may not get a bloody nose if we do an egg hunt. And if you right. must want to put more than two dollars in that egg, there's an ass kicking oh. about to happen. Well, well, my kids' school they had they had to each counted out. They each got like twelve eggs, and they you know they walked around. If you had twelve, you had to drop them out of your basket. Like, dude, come on. This is survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. If, if you put a bunch of eggs out there, the best athletes should get the most eggs, right? The hustlers should get the most eggs. Especially Not everybody if you're gets putting the cash. Money. Especially if you're putting cash in those things. Yeah. You can't tell them you got cash in because if you tell me there's a big prize in one of those eggs, I'm going to be damn sure to find every single egg I get, and I'm going to make sure that I get that cash prize. That's for sure. Oh, no question. As a kid, if you told me there were five bucks in an egg, somebody's getting that ass beat. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting that five dollar egg. You got me. Like you can't in some place in Mississippi, you can't do a money egg hunt. I can tell you that right now. Well, no, because in, in, in that case, some of the adults would be out there trying to find it too, trying to get gas money for the way home. No um, question. Yeah. So, did you uh, did you watch any of the Masters? I did. I watched. So I watched every bit, which I'm glad that was kind of delayed like that. I watched every bit of it on Sunday. I just laid on the couch. Honestly, I, I guarantee you there's a dent in my couch on the left side. That's the first time in the longest time. I just I just decided, you know what. I'm just going to lay here because I'm one of those people. I like to get up in the morning. I like to go and I don't stop mm-hmm. until night. I say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to literally just, I'm pulling the wires out today. I'm laying on this couch all day. And I did. I mean, it, I would have liked more fireworks I know. You know, at it, but I mean, Rom just played well and, and kept Cub, the only one that was in a big lead. He just kind of played like crap, you know, and it just never get it going. But I tell you what was fun was watching Phil and Jordan speed freaking come on at the end i mean they they kicked ass they were on fire it was fun it, it really was fun watching those two guys to, to pull it and if they had played just a tad better a couple of days before and played like that the last round that's um and they probably had a chance to win that thing but it was um I, I, I was hoping for some kind of playoff i mean even when ron was teeing off at the end i'm like hook this thing oh yeah <laughs> to do I something i want to play off of Phil, you know so um it's interesting though the whole the whole you know the live golf you know they only played three rounds you got the whole people arguing about hey well he's not used to playing you know four rounds of golf i mean it kind of i mean that's kind of the argument right yeah it was an odd feel it was really an odd feel i mean he was he was really off that last last eight oh, he was last 22 holes he was terrible yeah i mean kepka going into the weekend after friday's round i'm like man he may just walk away with this thing but you know saturday had to suck a little bit for him because i don't know if you saw any of the highlights from saturday they were playing in a basically a monsoon there was standing water on some yeah. of the greens and I, I guess cbs was just holding everybody hostage like, look y'all are going to play at least six holes just so we can get everything in on sunday because we need those ratings but there's no way they should have been playing at all on saturday it was yeah. ridiculous how they were trying to play in those conditions yeah uh, how about Tiger? So, so, my, so my buddies, they start texting me as soon as he had a few bad holes. They're like, all right, over under how many holes till he withdraws 
sure enough, some gun tiger withdraws with foot injury. I mean, good night. Tiger Tiger does not if he's down in a tournament, he is he is out of there. He is did not you hear there. did you hear the story that Jason Day told about Tiger? So last year, I forget what tournament it was. It might have been the PGA championship, but he withdrew from one of the tournaments because of a foot injury or a leg injury, one of those. It was because one of the screws broke skin. That's why he had to withdraw. So I mean, he—I mean, you watching him yesterday. He was hobbling around. He looked miserable. Mm. Um, and you know, considering how wet it was, all the the walking that he had to do, dude. I'm like, man, just cash it in. You're not going to win this thing. Go home. There's no need to be out there any longer. Yeah, I had some. He might have had somebody back in his bungalow too. You never know with Tiger. Yeah. The um, how about the the damn amateur from Texas A&M? Uh, apparently, he was playing. He had to play today. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, Bennett. So he he obviously he's in the Masters. He finishes you know seventeenth somewhere in there. Well, he's scheduled for a tee time today in like the Aggie Invitational, where he well yesterday he's playing with with a Masters champion, has a caddy. This morning he is having to play, carry his own bag, be his own caddy, back college student the next day. Like there is no like there's no. I mean in his mind he's probably having the he probably could care less what his score was today. I mean he's on cloud nine. Did a top twenty Masters finish. Dude, the stories that you're going to be able to tell, hey, on day three, I was teeing off with Kepka and Rom, Rom who ended up winning. I was teeing off with the final group on day three of the Masters. That's a pretty awesome story. I still don't know how all the amateur stuff works because it would have been crazy if you end up winning that thing and you don't get any of the money from it, which is uh, wild to me. I don't know how all that works. But, yeah, I mean, just being able to to not only – you know, be the best amateur, but beat a majority of the professionals in the field. That was pretty cool yeah. to see. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a really fun tournament. I love the masters. I love all the majors. I don't really watch golf on a week by week basis, but I'm always watching the majors. They're always, fun yeah. yeah, no question, man. Let's get in some old Miss baseball here. So I, another, another weekend, <laughs> but I really watched the games this week. I, I, this is the first time I've been a little disappointed. I really watched the games this weekend and I have came to a conclusion. All right. I'm going to hear this conclusion. I, Go ahead. I think that our team is playing. I don't think it has anything to do with Bianco. No, it doesn't. I don't think it has anything to do with talent. I think they're just playing complacent. There was multiple chances. Listen, you look at that Sunday game, right? Mm-hmm. We look at that Sunday game. There were multiple times where, where Arkansas wasn't beating us. We were beating ourselves, right? Yeah. It is a very complacent mindset, the way somebody's got – you look at Gonzo. Gonzo, he fields a ball, boom. He doesn't make the, the throw to third there, bobbles it. They go on score, go up 3-1. to one. Well, he comes up the next and he hits a two-run home run, saves that, right? Mm-hmm. You look at later in the game, you know, ground ball to freaking um, T.J. McCants. He just kind of moses to it, boom, bobbles the ball. They end up scoring from first base. There's just like a lot of little things going on on this team that I, I think it's like I, I'm telling you, I think we're on a national championship hangover. Do I think that we are are a great team this year? I don't, but I do not think we're a two and ten SEC team. I think that we are blowing these games and I just I don't I don't see the hunger there. At some point if I'm Bianca, I'm pulling some of these guys out of the lineup. I hate to say this, um, but but the but the hunger in there, you might as well go and put some young guys in there that that you at least have a chance to, to get some experience for next year because next year you have nothing in the lineup other than some decent pitching. Yeah, you know, I was I was pleased to see on Saturday uh, Quinn pitched really well. We've been Quinn, in, Quinn, I, Quinn did pitch good. He's got and and Revis has pit, the Revis the game that we won on did. Friday. Revis is big, and you know you have um you know you have uh, Hunter Elliott presumably back for LSU weekend. Yeah. Riley Maddox is back. I mean, it, it is looking tougher and tougher to see us making it to Hoover just from a qualification perspective. But um. Yeah. At what point, Bradley, when when a team is playing and they're playing poorly, 
how hard is it to just quit? Because it sounds like, or at least it looks like, some of the guys have just kind of quit out there. They're just going out there and, you know, the, the old speak of going through the motions. Um, yeah. At, at what? How hard is it to not just? Well, here's quit? The, here's the problem. You you do ret- you returned a lot of guys from that national championship team, right? <laughs> and they've already won a national championship. A lot of these guys are in their junior senior year. They know they're going to get drafted. You look at McCants; he's going to get drafted regardless of what he does at Ole Miss, just based yeah. off sheer upside. Um, you look at Shotney and Merriman. I get drafted. Some of these guys are just going through the motions right now, and, and I don't yeah, see I the hunger. I mean, Gonzalez; he's going to be a first round pick. Like, what is he playing for? Actually, you know what I mean. Like, where is that extra? Where where is his motivation to go that extra extra step or, or make the extra play? Right? He's just trying to get out of this freaking season so he can go be drafted first round. So. At some point, you know, Bianco's got to do what he has to do and what's best for the program. And some of these guys, man, they either got to freaking show up and want to play and battle or you got to get out of there, man. Some of those plays that are happening, just like the nonchalant, you know, just goofy plays that, that it just, dude, it drives, it drives me quite crazy. I watched every freaking pitch this weekend and we are not a bad team. This team, this no. team is not a two and 10 baseball team. No. We just are not, we're, we're not making the plays when they're there to be made and, and we're just not good enough this year to overcome it. And that's, that's the honest truth. I think the, I think the season hinges on, it's, it's easy to say this, but if you can't take two of three from state this weekend, we better sleep. I think, I think I think we're kind. Of, I think I'm kind of along along your line of thinking. Where play some youngsters, get some get some yeah. at bats in. Let's try to let's try to see what we have going into next year. Because if we can't beat a, a very beatable Mississippi State team two out of three, or not sweep them, even if it's in Starkville, then this team's just not going. to – If you can't get up for this weekend, I guess is the way of saying it. Then you're not going to get up for any weekend. Yeah, and here's the way I see it too. This is how close. This is how how small the margin is, man. If you take, if you can finish that A and M game, finish this Arkansas game, I mean, dude, you're going on this weekend with a chance to sweep state to get to one game away from being 500 in in, mm-hmm. in the SEC. And you know, states, like I said, um, when I was thinking in my head, I was like, all right, if we can pull this game off versus Arkansas, get our shit together, go sweep state, which I know is gonna be tough down there in state, but they're not very good. And if you go in there and play well, you can sweep them. Um, you know, you're back in this thing, but we just did, did not have a chance to finish. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel with our pitching. I yeah, can see where that's going to go. I honestly think, dude, I, I, I mean, sadly, next year, I think we have some really good arms. I think these guys are all going to be a year older. Revis, Elliott, I think Quinn, you got Sonny. I mean, we've got some good arms that are starting, mm-hmm. that are going to come on. Maybe not, maybe not enough to save it this season, but I see the light there. What I don't see the light in is, is some of these guys that are in there just, I mean, there's freaking coasting, man. I mean, the, Come on, get, put put somebody else in there at least, at least to gain some experience for next year. Because um, it's just at this point, it's it's sad to watch. It's sad to watch a, a guy hit a single in a close game and a dude score from first base because you're because you're loafing to the ball, you know, and just making little errors like that. That just aren't in my mind. That, that, that that's not draftable to me. I mean, I, I get it upside wise, but come on, we gotta we gotta get better than this. This is this is sad. Uh, yeah, completely agree. You know, Gonzo is as good as much talent as he is. He does seem very hot and cold. Um, he there's times it looks like he's just not even there mentally or physically. It it, it can it, yeah. it can be frustrating. But obviously, he's got all the talent in the world, and uh, you know, he may just be bored. Right? He's he's already won his national championship. He knows he's going to the next level, and we'll see what happens next. Uh, I see you've got your uh, your Cardinals jacket on. You still in football mode? Uh, no. So I always wear these. So we always got these sweat jackets with these teams, Uh but instead of eating my crumble cookies today, I'm actually going to go on a nice jog after this. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the opposite this week. You know, even though the crumble flavors, I will admit are the cookie butter, which is amazing. 
the strawberry cheesecake, which looks amazing. You have the Oreo peanut butter, which looks amazing. And then the cinnamon roll. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this week without eating, eating them. But the only way I know is to tackle with maybe a little exercise and a little running. And maybe I won't think about them. I don't know. But yeah, this is just a sweat jacket. I always, I rep Cardinals, Seahawks, and Bears. Those are my three that I, I, I can wear at any time. Bears are my number one, though. Why, why run, though? Running is the worst form of exercise, dude. It sucks. I know. I know. It's, it does suck. But it's for me, when I go on a nice jog around the neighborhood, it's, it, it feels good. I don't okay I, now now have you been watching i mean the xfl still going are you still watching xfl or anything like that you know what i actually as i was laying on the couch as i said there's a huge dent in my couch i actually watched the vegas what the hell is that vegas vipers game? i think they're the vipers vegas vipers versus the st louis battle hawks and dude i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know if that crowd is is cropped in there into the game but that's that crowd was so rowdy i, I don't know if they're paying these guys like like 10 bucks well, they an don't hour have any other football right they get left at the altar by the rams <laughs> they got a fruit for something well they weren't the rams crowd wasn't even like that when we used to play them I used to, I used to play in that old crusty ass dome that, that they're in <laughs> and their their fans are not loud so for whatever reason man the battle hawks are loving there and um yeah, it's interesting. You know, the, I think some of the rules are actually really cool. The XS, XFL, I think the kickoff is by far which need, that that needs to go in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I have never seen it done like that. But I, I was thinking they really want to take out the high speed collision, which, man, I could tell you right now, I have seen some dudes on some kickoffs running down, take some shots that that no no human being should endure i mean two guys should never run 40 yards apart and just freaking because no. listen ain't nobody in the, when you get older ain't nobody going right ain't nobody's backing no. down you're running full speed at each other i've seen some freaking some some soup brains come out of come out of some <laughs> now, now break it down for me what, what 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 exactly is different in the xfl and the kickoff so, so in the xfl it looks like to me there's like a red box there's like a box that that they that they basically put in like a red circle and they kick the ball off you have everybody is pretty much it's almost like a play they're right there on top of each other as soon as the guy catches the ball then you can go so it's basically like you know basically like really close contact and then you kind of fight to to get the you know whoever catches the ball i think that's a great i mean that's a freaking that's awesome. I mean, it's a legit special teams play. It keeps special teams play intact, but it takes away the freaking two guys. Imagine a guy running a four three down there, and all of a sudden you're running full speed into another guy that gets going and runs, you know, running into you. Dude, that's some dangerous shit. Like, and I'm telling you, I've seen some bad shots on that. I think that just makes it more, more, more like a football play. So, I really like that. Um, now, as far as the players are choosing, I don't know where they're finding some of these players. <laughs> I have no clue, but you know, you, you'll notice a name or two that's in there that you've seen, but I have no clue how they're picking these players. And the, the quality of ball was was decent. I mean, it was not mm-hmm. was not a bad you know bad quality of ball. So, I mean, it's it, the fact that it's in the spring. Um, I would love to see more you know more more the lower end NFL players saying, "Hey, I can play the XFL for." You know, six, seven games, and especially the ones that are on practice squad and stuff, go to the XFL so you get some reps in, right? You get, you get some fo- football reps in so that way you don't show up to camp a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see like a minor. So I wish the NFL would take it. I just don't think there's a lot of benefit to it for them. But I wish the NFL would take a league like that and say, hey, you know, maybe I can send some of my practice squad guys and you know, they're getting some reps and they're getting better. Um, I just don't know how you intertwine those two. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. 
Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Well, there is some sort of affiliation. I think a lot of the rules that they're doing in the XFL, that's yeah. kind of the testing ground to see if the NFL is going to uh, to implement any of those. And you got The Rock invested as well. So you've got a big name and a big face to to get on there. So, I mean, I think I think we've talked about this on a previous show, but I, lo- I love the way that they do extra points, right? It's You get to yeah. choose it's a one, two, or a three-pointer, depending on how far back you want to go. I think that's really interesting. Obviously, it adds more variance in the scoring and all that. I think that'd be fun. Would you ever consider if somebody said, "Hey, Brad, we need some bodies. I want to maybe bring you into St. Louis to play uh, for the Skyhawks or whatever the hell they're called." Um, what's it going to take to entice you to get back into uh, into football? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't really see the upside for myself um, unless it was you know half a million dollar salary or more. Maybe I just can't do. Listen. I, <laughs> 
there, there are leagues out there where, and there's nothing against the league, but but you know, what they're I think they're paying the guys what, Chad, 40, 50 grand a year. I think there I saw 60s no, the average. See, okay, that's probably for the good players. There ain't no damn way I am going to freaking go out there and get my gosh dang knee blown out for a Chick Fil A salary. You know what I mean? Like that just ain't happening. So I, I just assume go be a manager at Chick Fil A for forty or fifty grand. Now it's, it's, it's nothing against. It, it seems like to me it's it's a, it would be a better fit for a younger guy. Sure, who doesn't have a family, wants to travel around the cities, maybe you know meet some mingle, meet some new people, different cities, sure. and just have I know some what fun and play some yeah. play some football in the spring. Right, that sounds fun. But you know there wouldn't be a whole lot of upside for for myself or, or some some of these others that. Or maybe a little bit older. That's that's kind of I guess that's kind of where they're where they're trying to find the fine line. Where there are some guys in there though that that have played in the NFL. That, Isn't Jordan Tamu still playing in the XFL? Yeah, but I don't, think he, ever, I don't think he ever made any actual NFL money. Whereas Martavius Bryant, that's just kind of. No, but is but is isn't Tom, is 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 Tamu in the USFL? He's, he's or on the, the no, he's in the XFL. He's on the okay. DC team. He's on the DC okay. team, and they're they're the number one team in football. And I think Jacory Pearson is one of the leading receivers. He's on the Seattle team. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, huh. so, yeah, so it's um, good to see. Yeah, some I don't, guys I don't know, man. I, I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I don't know that I could do it. There's some guys I really love this game, but after playing a certain amount of time, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I had no kids, nothing, I just want to have some fun. And I was cool with, with blowing my knee out for $10 an hour, maybe so. But I don't I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I uh, I have I, I admittedly haven't watched much of the XFL. I'm kind of footballed out for uh, for the time being. But we do have the Grove Bowl this weekend. Uh, it should be interesting to see. I saw the past scrimmage this weekend. It looks like uh, Golding's defense is getting things revved up a little bit more. I think I saw like eight sacks for. Uh, I know. So, so I read the same thing, and I, I was like, I was excited, but kind of like, what the fuck, who the fuck's blocking for these guys? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think they had some guys out, but still, that's okay, scary. Okay, I was about to say, yeah, that's a lot. Of sacks, and I look at these stats, man. I'm like, dude, if I see another like seven for 21 from Sanders, like he's gonna be playing in the slot. Like, <laughs> I mean, we got some rim on special teams for him. Yeah, yeah dude. He's so, going up with that stuff. I don't know what to think about our football team. I need to, I need to really get a good glimpse of it. But um, yeah, man, that they, they sound like the defense. Well, and let me tell you something else about scrimmages too. And I'm, I'm gonna get, let me fill in the common fan on what a scrimmage is like. These things, as long as I can remember. They're always scripted for one or the other to kick the other one's ass. That way you can go on the next week. So right. it always it always be like this. So we would come out of the first scrimmage, this thing scripted, and we would just freaking light it on fire and just beat the hell of defense. Well, all week now, you come into practice, the offense is all hype. We're all, all you know, happy, lay back. Well, the defensive <laughs> coaches are just getting in their ass, right? So every drill you do, they're trying to kill you mm-hmm. all week. So it's like, okay, here we go. So next scrimmage, defense has been getting their ass kicked all week, right? You know, they ain't no good. You know, the offense – we came all of a sudden every fucking play we do is the, the blitz is in the perfect spot and we're throwing interceptions. It's like now the offense sucks. Okay. So then the whole next week, it's just, okay, now the offense, you know, everybody, now we're the ones pissed off and you know, we're trying to kill the defense. As some of these things are scripted. You really can't look into it too much, but I'm sure, I'm sure the next scrimmage, the offense will have, will have had a better day, you know, based off the script. Going off of, you know, with, with the, with the, with the Grove Bowl this weekend, what is the number one thing you're looking for in terms of outlook for the upcoming season? Well, I just want to see. I want to see what we look like on defense, size wise, how we're moving, what the scheme looks like. Because listen, I think Lane Kiffin and them. I think they're going to have. We're always going to have a decent offense, right? Right. 
at Ole yep. Miss. That's just what we are. We're going to be an offense team. I think there's enough talent over there with who we brought in. Defense, I really don't know, man. Like, like defense is going to be one of those things where I'm glad we got Golden, but I don't know that he's had to coach with the type of talent we have. He can't make the plays. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah so he, like, so yeah, some of these schemes he's done has been great when you have everybody on your defense going to make it to the NFL, except one. Now you're going to have maybe one guy make it to the NFL and the rest now you know I mean so it's like you're not it's a totally different switch of talent you know so mm-hmm. i want to see what that's going like that that's what i'm most curious about I man I'll, I'll be able to look at that defense pretty quickly and tell like hey can we actually stop a run you know what are we gonna like when we're down in athens what are we gonna like when we're down in alabama like that that's what that's what i'm curious about you know how, how we're gonna look on the defense side of the ball overall size wise if we got that look or because i think offensively man we got Jenkins, we got one of these three guys can play quarterback Think it's going to be Jackson Dart. Receivers going to look great. I, I, we're going to have our offense going to be fine. Well, offense will not drop off this year. It's going to be a question of what the defense can look like. Can we have a surprisingly good defense? I don't know. We'll see. I think I think we got some experience on the front. Um, you know, I, I do. I do. I do want to give Golding a year or two to bring in you know type of guys that that he wants. Yeah, and we still have that May uh, transfer portal, right? So there's still time to bring additional bodies in. You know, uh, how how you're able to do that effectively, right? Because it's not a lot of time to learn scheme, learn the playbook, uh, get comfortable with new teammates. But, you know, that's not to be discounted, especially how heavily Lane leans on the portal. It's going to be interesting to see if he tries to bring in anybody else on either side of the line. Because I would like to see more. I would like to see another offensive lineman as well as defensive lineman just because you can never have too much depth there. Yeah. But that's really where I'm going to be. Now, hopefully, you actually have people play this weekend to kind of get a sense of what the team's going to look like. But, you know, you've had players being held out left and right in all the scrimmages leading up to this point. So who knows uh, what we're going to see. But, you know, I am kind of like you. I am look, I'm interested to see what the defense is going to look like because that was the biggest question mark the last few years. And it's going to be a huge question mark this upcoming season, especially with the new defensive coordinator. So. Um, so yeah, so Brad and Chad show brought to you by Nest and Wild Mattresses, created by Southern Craftsmen, powered by decades of experience, passion for improving your quality of sleep, backed by 99 night guarantee. Nest and Wild will help you sleep easy, and they're made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. You can find them on Amazon or nestandwild.com. We had an interesting comment on last week's video. I kind of went a little hard on some fickle uh, Ole Miss fans, um, which, you know, I saw another thread again this week about how, you know, how are we planning to move on from Bianco and all of that bullshit. I don't understand how we can consider moving on from a coach that has basically made the program what it is now. But nonetheless, I guess that's just what we're going to continue to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this Lane saying clown, I don't know if he was going at me or just making a comment, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go off on fans like this because we just feel so goddamn. What, what was the comment, Chad? Uh, we need. It to was something like going all in raw on bad fans. So yeah, that's you know that's one thing I'm known to do is going in raw and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that Me when too, it comes. I have four to- kids, dude. I have four kids. I, I'm- <laughs> yeah, that's the title of my sex tape. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why we have to immediately move on from someone that took us to the highest of highs. I guess we're gonna rant again this week. He took us to the highest of highs last year on a on a on a a season that we didn't even think we were going to make it to the tournament and now we're like well i guess we just need to consider uh finding something we need we need a succession plan the guy's only 56 years old 
we're already trying to bury them just after a bad season where we had some of our best pitchers injured. I don't understand it. It's uh, and and he just passed Skip Berkman in all time wins this past. Yeah. He's arguably the he's, he's arguably the greatest coach in Ole Miss history. Arguably, I'm sure people are going to say you know Vaught, Vaught, Vaught. He's still arguably the greatest coach in Ole Miss history, and we're just basically saying, yeah, but uh, you know he's two and ten in SEC play this year. Is he really that good? I mean, Jesus Christ. He had two of his best pitchers go down, and um, we're replacing half of our offense. I don't understand the mindset. It's mind-blowing to me. I'll never understand it. But then again, that's just the entitlement that fans have these days. It's it's fucking Yeah, I've always, I've always said, listen, it's, Ole Miss is a very tough fan base to play for. Yeah. And, and but not to mention, I am that fan too, though, Chad. Like, like what, what I have to admit, and it, it was inbred in me when I was a kid, right? Like, like my dad's, my dad's turn off. So we get we get on seven nothing Alabama. He just flicks the TV off. Like it's over. We suck, you know. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he's he's sitting back in the third quarter. And he's got the TV back in his hand. Like, like that's just Ole Miss fans, man. Like, 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 like they have a very high expectation. And when Ole Miss is really sucky, they accept some shit that ain't that great. And then all of a sudden, once they kind of turn the quarter and become kind of good, like it's it's it's, it's there's no in between with Ole Miss fans. It's either it's either you're you're really you're, you're coming off a bad year and you know, everybody's cool, they're dead or whatever, or or they're expecting a national championship, and that's fine. I I get that, but you know people have to realize Ole Miss historically has no no foundation to to lay its hat on and say, hey, we're this oh. championship program. But I do think that we are in a much better spot now than we've ever been. But I, I'm still the same way, dude. Like I get. Shit, I was so done with Ole Miss baseball last year after that Tennessee series. Yeah. Like I was just, I wasn't, even, I didn't want to watch, and all of a sudden I was all the way back. Yeah, you know, it's just like, dude, it's that's just how Ole Miss fans are, man. You gotta love them. That's just, let, that's. Let is. me be clear. I'm not. I mean, it's. I still want to win every game, right? I'm not saying that it's okay to lose. I'm certainly not accepting losing. But you also have to understand. Not. I'm just speaking in general. You have to understand that you're not going to win every game, and that's just the nature of baseball. And considering the the pitfalls that this team has come across, it's understandable. When you're considering they've played Vanderbilt, Florida, uh, Arkansas, and I forget the third series uh, of who they played against. and m I mean, it's not like they're playing the, 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 the worst teams in the conference, right? Yeah, you want to be able to compete with the best teams in the conference and win. I'm not saying that we shouldn't want that. But it's understandable that they have struggled like this, considering going into conference play, we're like, well, we don't really know if we had the pitching yet. Turns out we don't. We don't have how do you how do you combat the argument that tell, tell me how you feel about this argument because I've seen this as well they say Ole Miss we did not take advantage of winning the national championship why were we not more active in the portal with pitchers well you can, I well, think that's a great the, argument it is an argument but I would argue that when you make a deep run into the season how hard can you focus on recruiting when you're still in it trying to compete and you're still trying to you know win games because you're in Omaha right how how I don't know the balance and how you're able to recruit when you know all the other teams except for eight are in Omaha they're able to hit that transfer portal find new recruits but you're still having to focus on the season so how hard is it to balance that right well, that I think, I think if you look at it our pitching recruiting class was unbelievable this year we do yes. have some good young guys they're just not yeah. ready and I think if you look at from Bianco's standpoint he's thinking in his mind he has a fully healthy Hunter Elliott who's likely a seven and a to right. seven and two type of pitcher, maybe maybe eight wins this year for Hunter Elliott. Whereas if he's in there, I mean, I think Ole Miss is easily four and four and seven, maybe instead, or, or maybe five, whatever. I yep. think they're a couple games better than they are, or um, you know, four and eight, whatever. So I, I think from that standpoint, you look at like, hey man, not not only we thought we we're going to kind of suck at pitching this year, but we thought we had one guy who's going to at least go out and probably win most of his games. 
um, and then we can kind of muster off the rest. And it just it, it just has not worked out. It's it's what, what was going to be an average year anyways in the SEC play has turned into a bad one based off pitching. It not has, and it's not over yet. We still have the the weaker part of the schedule, but also look at what's come in through the transfer portal and how well they've done. Groff has been great in center field. Leger has turned it around. He has struggled up until this past weekend, basically, but he's starting Leger to play. has crazy hard. talent. His talent's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, he, he has a great swing. He could be a good player. He's just he's coming with the SEC from freaking, was it Delgado or some shit? Or, or yeah, where so, he uh, community from? college. Yeah. He's coming from community college. You've got Calarco, who's been good at first base and you know Rivas he has he's been one of our most consistent pitchers so the transfer portal has been good I think I would make the argument that we haven't gotten more transfers in the bullpen right because that's where you need a little bit more experience we're relying on too many freshmen so the bullpen has been the biggest disappointment but you also you lose mallets, you use Riley, you lose Riley Maddox, and once again injuries have just been bad. And Jack, and Jack Doherty's supposed to be Jack Doherty's supposed to be your number one arm at the bullpen. He wasn't right. supposed to be and a starter. Had to put him in now he's starting that role. Yeah. So so losing three pitchers, three of your top pitchers, and having another one come become a starter, I think is exactly what you can point to this yeah. year. I don't, I don't think it's a Mike Bianca thing. Like I said, I watched the team this weekend. There's a lot of bullshit going on on this team yes. that needs to be called out. I mean, you got older guys that are that are acting like they're 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 having a pina colada on the beach. They're not. Right. They're not playing like a, they weren't playing like a team who's who was two and eight on the SEC coming in or whatever the hell they were two and seven. So. Yep. Um, it's just unrealistic expectations based on what the makeup of the team was going into the yeah. season, especially after the Hunter Elliott injury. That's my only point. Uh, that's my only point. So we'll, we'll, it will end that there because I don't want to do another 20-minute rant on shitty fans or whatever I think, uh, considering how they're complaining about different things. Um, you know, it is fun, but, you know, none, nonetheless. Um, so I guess we'll wrap up with this. So, so hold on. Lane, we, we, we still have to touch on Lane. Uh, did you see the the top 25 – Coaches rankings, college coaches ranking, or whatever. I did not. Uh, I would imagine. Say, I would. Is Kirby one or is Saban one? So you got Saban's number one, Kirby Smart number two. two. Okay, I'm okay Jim, with that. Jim Harbaugh three. Uh, Dabo, okay. Dabo Swinney four. I, let me tell you, Dabo Swinney like he went on a run. He had a good run, but I ain't buying the Dabo thing. I hate, Lincoln, I Lincoln, Dabo. Lincoln Rally, Lincoln Rally five. USC. He's done nothing. I don't know. Uh, Brian Kelly, LSU. I'll give Brian Kelly is. I'll take player. Brian Kelly over Lincoln Riley. Uh, Ryan Day seven. Um, Kyle Whittingham, Utah's number Utah. eight. He's a hell of a coach. Luke Fickle nine. James Franklin is what I don't understand at ten. Yeah. Okay. He did. He did well at Vandy. He does okay at Penn State. He still hasn't really dominated the big. I mean, he's okay. Josh Heupel eleven. Man, that off of one year, huh? Sonny Dykes twelve, and then we get to where I'm going to stop is Lane Kiffin at thirteen. 13. What, what, what's your thoughts about the thirteenth? Um, I mean, here's saying at least he's in the ranking. There's been a lot of rankings lately that had him even outside the top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, Lane I would have thirteen. What, what I would have thought? him. I would have him top twenty, thirteen, maybe a little high for me. Um, now I would. I'm okay, I guess, with the people that are in front of him. You know. I would probably take Sarkeesian over him because I, I think what Sarkeesian did at Alabama was maybe a little bit better considering the results. I think Sarkeesian had one of the best offenses in college football history um, at Alabama. Um, I don't know. that 
I mean, these are also arbitrary. I think that's okay. I would probably have him a little bit higher, maybe 16, 17, 18 range. But I would say he's definitely in the top 25. Yeah, we we bitch about how he has, you know, no huge wins at Ole Miss. Um, you know, he helped revamp Alabama's offense. He did win when he was at Florida Atlantic. Uh, you know, he's kept us relevant. He's a, he's a hell of a tweeter, I guess, is one thing you can give him. But yeah. I'll give him out, We're going to find out. I'm going to have a real – so I'm already, like, kind of – on Kiffin, I, I still think the the jury's out. I, I haven't seen him without Matt Corral, like in a, in a longer stretch. You know, Hugh Freeze should be ranked higher than him. Hugh Freeze has done more. No question. Hugh no Freeze should be higher than Lane Kiffin. No question. No question. So what about? <laughs> we're gonna see. I think over the next two years, we'll know if he's actually legit. If yeah. if if Kiffin's legit, you know, these are gonna all be his players. He's a player he's picked. Yep. Um, he looked great with Matt Corral a couple of years. Last year was the first year without Corral. I thought. You know, okay. I thought we were okay. I mean, I, we beat the teams we were supposed to. Yep. Um, you know, down the stretch, I don't know what that. I hope that doesn't continue, but that that trend needs to quit. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's that's decently fair. And, and the reason I'm, I'm thinking 13 is fair is because if you look at 17, there's where Jimbo Fisher sits, and Jimbo Fisher. Um, I mean, the, I don't understand how. I, I want what Jimbo Fisher has in, as far as um, how to trick. <laughs> how to continuously trick the world with your with he's your, got uh, he's got pictures of someone um he's got pictures of someone somewhere text from someone that he is holding someone hostage with because that's really the just, only explanation richest program in america richest program in america jimbo's probably a good dude I, i'm not shitting on jimbo i'm just you know jimbo's time's passed but anyways um richest team in america number one recruiting class all the money in the world hat like this um always. bobby petrino is his offensive coordinator now um I'm not seeing it, dude. Jimbo eight and four. I'm not seeing that. Hey, that's just, you know, he went five and seven last year or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm not seeing the top twenty. I would, I, you know, back to your list. Back to that list real quick. I don't see why Hugh Freeze is uh, above James Franklin. I think Hugh Freeze has had has got more results than James Franklin does. Uh, Hugh you know, Freeze this, ain't even in the top twenty five. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, you can you can you can joke about his. Uh, why he why he left Ole Miss or why he resigned from Ole Miss? You can make jokes about that, but what he did at Ole Miss, what he did at Liberty, um, what I think he's going to do at Auburn. You know, he we could we joke about how thin skinned he is. He's always tweeting at people, but the guy can the guy can coach. He's proven that. So I think that's a little short sighted. What, what what's the source of that list you've got there? Um, this would be this list would be the uh, I think it's the own three or no PFF. No, sorry PFF. No PFF. Okay, yeah, I I, I mean. The, Probably because they don't consider him a big X's and O's guys. They think of him more as a rah rah guy. But I, I, I think that's so, silly to not have this one. Way, they have they have Mike Norvell at twenty three. You tell me right now if you said, "Hey, I want to leave my pro- my program." Yeah, I, got, I had to choose between Jimbo Fisher and Mike Nor- Norvell. Oh, it's Nor. Uh, considering what Norvell did this past year, oh man, okay. it, I think Florida State's on the rise. But um, but yeah, that's I mean that's an interesting list. I mean, I always find these lists like, hey, we need content. Let's just come up with something. Let's rank people. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, as long as Saban's at one, then yeah, the list is probably accurate in that, in that regard. So, so yeah. Dabo Sweeney. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Dabo. I'm, I, I don't, I don't care for Dabo. I, <laughs> I think he's a jackass. Oh, I mean, dude, he's just, you know, he, he had a little run there. He does recruit well. He plays in the damn ACC, which is, you know, this wasn't a harder path, but you know, to, to pay that, to be a Nick Saban, 
to do what Nick has done. Come on, he's starting to find people are starting to find out. You can go on that run for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. to do it to do it over a decade or a couple, come on, that's gonna be tough. Kirby Smart is he's on he's on track to do it though. Oh yeah, he is. He is. Ah, all right, before I let you go on your run, let's talk real quick about Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. You can go to the group's website, stevensongriffingroup.bairdwealth.com, or you can give them a call at 662-841-1900. That is it for the Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Bradley Sal, I hope you enjoy your run. Stay stay strong. Don't don't engage with those cookies, dude. You can do this. You've got this, all right? Me, I know it's it is. Me. I know Big it is. Big glass of milk. He's sitting there tonight in your underwear. See, now you're already starting to fantasize about it. Just focus. Eat you a salad um, or whatever it is you eat when you're not eating uh, cookies. But, yeah, have a good weekend, man. Good week. We'll talk to you next week. Hotty toddy, okay? See you, Chad. Hotty toddy. Thanks for listening to the Brad and Chad Show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.